Alexander Mitrovich. I thought he was like 30, 34 or something like No, old. he just looks he old. old. <laughs> he looks he looks like he's about like 35. Welcome listeners to another episode of Inside the Grounds podcast. My name is Mateo and as always my co-host Andrew is here to join me. Welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, good morning. We're back. We have a special one today, actually. Very special. It's it's huge, guys. This is the World Cup. We are talking about the absolute best tournament that happens once every four years. This year, it's a, uh, a little bit of a, a crapshoot, <laughs> if you will, uh, due to... Well, Qatar only got this World Cup because of how much money they gave straight to FIFA officials. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of marred by a lot of controversy. Um, I mean, yeah, they basically they paid for it, and it, that shouldn't happen because usually it's a ballot system that's voted on by like FIFA's Congress. Which the funny part is they have a Congress. Have you watched the Netflix documentary yet? No. It's on my to-do list. Groundskeepers, if you don't know, Netflix re- released a documentary. It's a docuseries specifically about the corruption within FIFA. And I'm I'm actually very excited to watch it. I just haven't had time yet. But it looked really good from the previews. Yeah, it's supposed to be like dropping bombs on FIFA, which we kind of already knew about anyways. But they're just actually exposing a little bit more detail. But really quickly, what I want to do, for those who don't know, the World Cup is typically in the summer. Now, the reason we have a World Cup in November, December, that is disrupting league play around the world is because, well, number one, they, the country hosting paid for the spot. But number two is in the summer, it usually is around 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So that kind of posed an issue for players. And the the solution was to move it into December, where the average temperature is usually in like the low nineties to eighties. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you all remember this, but at one point they proposed an air conditioning cloud to cool things down during the summer. They were literally going to make this cloud, which would hover over the stadium. And work as an air conditioner, <laughs> pushing cool air into the stadium. You know, similar to like what air conditioning does in a dome, except they were just going to have an open field with a cloud on top. And I was really looking forward to that. That would have been hilarious, and I did not know that. But go ahead. I was going to say, that sounds like something like Saudi Arabia would try. I mean, yeah, it sounds like something an oil-rich country would definitely <laughs> like put out there um them paying for it was already just like the start of controversy now because of how they have living quarters set up and other things kind of going around the country uh, this world cup was being coined as the the fire festival world cup because apparently it's just a gigantic mess and, and, and people are kind of confused about what exactly is trying to be done this thing has been a shit show from the absolute beginning at teaser a little spoiler about the docuseries Sepp Blatter admits that Qatar should not have gotten the World Cup this this is a travesty uh, Andrew I don't have the numbers in front of me right now can you look up how much Budweiser paid to be a sponsor of this friends ground keepers it's not that you need alcohol to have a good time it's not that, it's not that you need beer to watch any kind of sporting event, right? Like the sporting event itself should be great. The alcohol, if you so choose to partake, aids in the fun that you're having watching sports. Well, Qatar is a mostly Muslim country and they do not drink. So there was a huge controversy about whether or not there will even be alcohol at the stadiums. At first, the answer was no. Then it was yes. And so they were going to have beer in and around the stadiums. They already had pre-designated sober zones where fans would sober up before being released back into the public. Honestly, I was fine with that. It's like a little drunk tank without actually getting in trouble. Like, that's fine. But then I believe it was actually this morning as of Friday, yeah. Friday, November 18th, 
they reversed their decision. They will no longer allow beer inside nor around the stadiums. This is massive, especially because of sponsorships that FIFA gets from these companies. Andrew, do you have the number? So Budweiser, $112 million. You know they're taking their money back. <laughs> yeah, $112 million, And the only thing that's going to be served at stadiums is non-alcoholic beer. That's it. So you can taste beer, but you can't get drunk. Yeah, I saw a report, I think from a couple of days ago, that they were going to try to hide the beer around the stadiums as if, so like the cameras couldn't get them for, which like, whatever, that's fine. Like, I don't need a picture of where you're getting your chicken tendies and your, and your Budweiser. Like, I don't care about that. I want, I want to see the game, but come on over a hundred million dollars for this. Like, that's ridiculous. Budweiser's going to get their money back. FIFA's going to lose so much money on this. Yeah, I mean, the tournament starts in 48 hours, and they they just U-turned on such a huge money spin. It's kind of crazy. It's, this is a shit show. Um, I'm still looking forward to the tournament. I haven't seen the numbers yet for how many people actually bought tickets to the games, and those numbers are always like misleading because companies like Ticketmaster, sorry for all you Swifties out there who have to deal with that, Companies like Ticketmaster and like those bots that like buy the tickets ahead of time, so it looks like more people are actually going to be there. So those are a bit misleading. According to um, C, uh, CNN, CNBC, and uh, FIFA's website, uh, it looks like there's roughly around three million tickets that got sold. Okay, that's a lot. We'll, we'll see once the games get going how full the stadiums actually are. But, you know, maybe Qatar's going to lie to us again. I don't know if you saw the story that they were bribing locals to put on jerseys of these different countries and, like, run around the streets and act like supporters. Have you seen that? No. So the story goes, and there's videos of fans in Qatar. You know, they got their flags. They got their jerseys, drums and things like that. And they're walking around the streets in these large groups. Um, <clears throat> within their own nationality and we, people like started zooming in on the individuals in these crowds and they were clearly Middle Eastern men like <clears throat> in these groups and it, it was ridiculous like they, you can tell the difference between someone from Ecuador and a man from Qatar so is this is this part of that like 8 million dollar like bribing thing that came out that's, that's a whole different thing and that's oh, okay. amazing you, you can tell that story. All right. So, groundskeepers, if you haven't looked at any news for the World Cup, this is kind of wild. Um, apparently, there were officials in Qatar that were bribing Ecuadorian players around $8 million to lose the first match just so they they got their opening win. And it was specifically a, a one nothing loss. You know, was, you... In the second half. Yeah, you, you know, you still want Ecuador to feel good about themselves and that they are possibly, you know, not they're not trash, right? You don't, you're not going to brass someone to lose 4 nothing. No, no. You're going to make it one nothing, make it close. But you want Qatar to get that final goal for the beautiful game winner. <laughs> and I still remember when the schedule first came out, for some reason, Qatar did not have the first match. They were not by themselves on opening day, which is custom for the World Cup. True. I mean, I think it was the eight million bribery was confirmed by like Ecuadorian officials and like like Qatarian outlets. Like what like what? I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't surprise me just based on all the other shit that's gone down around this whole entire country hosting, but like come on. Like in this day and age, you know that that's going to get out. It's not going to stay quiet unless you. I'm not even going to go there. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they didn't have their opening day game, which I don't. I don't even know. This whole thing is like you said. It's been a mess from the get go. It's still a mess, and I don't think it's. It's just going to be a giant kerfuffle the whole time. Yeah, but with that. You want to go through the groups? Yeah, let's hammer through these groups. All right, friends, groundskeepers. 
this is what we're going to do today. We're going to go through group by group. We'll announce the, the four teams in each group. We will give who we think is winning the group and who we think will be runner-up to also make it out of the group. There's a lot of groups. It's A through H. So this, even if we just spend a minute on the winner and the runner-up, this can take a little bit of time. At the end, we will give our winners for the whole tournament who we predict will win. We will give a dark horse. We will give who we think will win the golden boot, which is very tricky in these tournaments because usually it's from a team that makes it pretty far into the tournament, but sometimes it's someone who just went off in the group stages and then immediately got bounced in the next round. And then, of course, the golden glove, which is very difficult because you can't have a great defense necessarily to win the golden glove. So I'm excited for this. I have no idea what Andrew picked. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, do you want to just alternate? Like, you do a group, I do a group, or you just want to like just talk about each one together? We can talk about each one together. All right, cool. All right, let's talk um, about Group A. Let's, let's introduce those countries. Andrew, please introduce us to the wonderful Group A. Group A, four teams, because there's four teams in each group. We have Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Now, I'm going to give you my one and two. I think... This is going to be. This is pretty easy to call. I think Netherlands are going to be group winners, and Senegal are going to be the runners up. I completely agree. Honestly, when I was going through these groups, this one took me the least amount of thought. At Netherlands, that orange army, right? We love that iconic orange army. I I forgot they didn't qualify for the last World Cup. No, they like they have not done that great since like. 2014. So 2014, they, they went to the semifinals. And I mean, yeah, we could say it's been since 2014. But that was two World Cups ago. Like, it's <laughs> like it's, it's, it's all minute. It's all relative. And they did go to the final in 2010, you know? Like, they went final, semifinal, and then somehow <laughs> didn't make it. But I have full faith in them. Like, one, they may have the easiest group in the entire tournament. I don't know how this, this happened. Um, and two... You know, they have the great Virgil van Dyke from the great Liverpool. I don't know if you've heard about this man before. Isn't he the, isn't he the best center back in the world? Yeah, that's that's what I keep being told. Self-coined? I keep being told that by everyone, by the professionals who watch the English Premier League. But, you know, I, I, I don't know about that. I believe, <laughs> I believe there was a five-foot... Six guy who uh, plays for another team that actually bested Liverpool. So I don't know. Maybe he's not the best. No, no, no. no. If you're under six two, you can't play center back. <laughs> Those are the rules. All right, right, right. right. Forgot, forgot, forgot. <laughs> All right, but let's talk about Senegal, right? Like big the... news. Big news. Big news. Go for it. Please you say it. My great friend, big friend for my club, Sadio Mane. There was hopes that he would he would make it for the third match for Senegal. He'd come back. But he actually ended up needing surgery for an injury, and he will miss the entire World Cup. This is Senegal, for all of you who don't know, they're the winner of the African tournament. I believe it's called the... African Cup of Nations? Yes, the African Cup Afcon. of Nations. Afcon? <laughs> Afcon. I was getting there. Jesus. I was getting there. And look, also there was a big controversy when that tournament came out because I believe there were certain club coaches who were like, why are players going to this? Yeah, that was the thing. But that is that is not okay for the coaches to say because they don't say the same thing about the Euro tournament. So therefore, they should respect all of the tournaments from all of the different continents. But yeah, Senegal, you know, they still have their defense. Koulibaly's back there. You know, I know. I'm like, I'm looking at their roster right now, and I like of like all the names on there, I recognize three, and that's Mendy and goal, Kubali in defense, and then Sar as a forward. Like, those aren't Ma, obviously Mane, but like he's not going to be there. Yeah, those aren't small names. No, those are like huge names. But uh, honestly, I, I could see Qatar else. and Ecuador not getting a single goal against Senegal nor Netherlands. I mean, if Mendy puts on performances like he did in last season's Chelsea team, like he's he could he could potentially be like a a Golden Glove like hopeful, but that's also like they have to go against some high priority teams that score a lot. Yeah, but, but here's here's the thing: they don't. 
I think as far as group stages go, Senegal got pretty lucky, especially with their current injury to their star player. So they can make runner-up. I don't think it will be that difficult for them. They can get blown up by Netherlands like 5 nothing. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they could. And they're just going to sweep the floor with Ecuador and Qatar. Has Qatar ever made a World Cup? No, actually, no. I was going to say that. Um, Qatar and Canada are looking for their first ever World Cup wins this year. Because I don't think that they've... Maybe they've made it before. I don't think Canada's ever made it. No, I'm pretty sure Canada has not. But, yeah, they're both looking for their first ever wins in a World Cup this year. Which is pretty cool. You know, I'm cheering for Canada. I am too. Limited capacity because of their group, but I have thought I have thought on Canada, but we'll get there. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. You'll you'll know what it is. All right, you want to move on to the next group? This one was actually a bit trickier. This one, I think, it's still tricky, but like, I think I got it. I got it. Um, group B, friends, go ahead. You introduce this one. Friends, <clears throat> we have England, Iran. USA, and Wales. This is actually a very tough group to try to figure out. Um, I could see three of these countries all having scenarios in which they advance. Sorry, Iran. Um, You guys just, you guys got kind of screwed because you didn't get like the best of the best teams in your group. Like if you guys were in, if you guys replaced Senegal or Netherlands in group A, you all would have had a chance to to advance. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like they kind of got, hosed a little bit in the group that they got put in like it this isn't like a group of death but like it's not an easy group for like a smaller like team to get out of um it's pretty i think it's not pretty obvious but i i definitely went with england as group winners and usa as runners up how long did you debate between usa and wales so long like I, I think I typed Wales as runner up maybe twice, and then I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I like even like I want USA to do well because they have not done well. They have this is like their journey back, basically. Yeah, <clears throat> the US, they have so many players who like that are just designed to be around superstars, but they don't have superstars on their team. Does that they, make sense? They have the USA wants them to have the U, the US supporters have a superstar in their minds but they don't really have a superstar right i completely agree with that like let, let's talk about some of these dudes on the on the u.s team and then i want to get back to england but the u.s team we know pulisic right he's the alleged leader of this team i'm a bit worried about him he didn't look like he was in great form with chelsea when he did get the opportunities weston mckinney man i love that dude there's just something about him. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, this team was very strange in how they decided, like the coach with um, the goalie that they didn't bring along with them. They didn't bring along their three best goalies, and I'm a, I was a little dumbfounded by that. They didn't bring they didn't bring bring along three of their goalies. They didn't bring along bring their three best. They cut what's his name. See, I don't know if I would have brought him like to be like. Not not bringing him is an interesting choice, although I don't think I would have made him the number one. I definitely think Matt Turner deserves a number one right now because he has started for Arsenal, not in, like, EPL games, but in, like, cup games, and he's had shutouts and wins. And I think that he might be a little bit higher as far as, like, a team goes because, like, what's his name, whose name I just forgot? What's his, what is his name? The goalie they didn't bring. I'm trying to look it up. <clears throat> I'm having an absolute... <laughs> Massive brain fart right now, but it's, I'm trying uh, to type this with like one hand. Well, where the, how are we not finding this? Zach Steffen. There Zach Steffen. How did they not bring Steffen? I mean, let's look at it this way: if we're if, if we're going off a of first team experience, high level, he's not getting it right now. He is not playing even as a backup at Man City. But here's the thing about goalies, right? They don't have to gel with the team. They just have to be the best goalie. I mean, I wouldn't want a, a, a goalie back there that wasn't vibing with the squad. Did you have to bring Ethan Horvath? Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Like that's he, what I'm talking about. Pl- well, he played like two what two games when they like when they won. Didn't he play when they beat Mexico one of the times? But he's the guy. I'm, I'm not saying you. that like like if because that's what I'm saying. You get you're bringing three goalies. You don't have to you don't have to start all of them. Well, no. 
Horvath plays for Luton Town. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about guys who don't play? Championship. I mean, he's got 20 starts. Clean sheets, nine. That's not bad. I'm questioning that decision. When you're bringing three goalies, if one of the guys doesn't get along the greatest with the team, like he's got to be an absolute just cancer in that locker room for him not to sh- not to be invited as a goalie. Yeah, because he was yeah. being talked about as a starter. Like that's a huge drop off. Yeah, that is pretty big. But yeah, I am worried about this USA team. They have a bunch of guys, like I said, who are designed to be around and to support superstars. None of them are the actual superstars themselves. Yeah, and like and. You, they always fall short on the big stage. Like, sure, they beat Mexico twice. Woohoo! Um, they won the whatever gold cup thing. But like, as soon as if if they make runners up, if I, like I still am kind of split between them and Wales. But if they do, they're actually going to get bounced in the round of sixteen. Like, they are not ready to come up against a powerhouse that they're probably going to face. Because obviously, they're going to be against uh, a group winner, which like the group winners and all the rest of the groups are going to destroy the USA. Question. Sorry. <clears throat> Do you think there's a chance the US wins this group? Mm, no. Here's, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I believe there is a chance. If they can pull off a draw against England, I think they have a chance of winning this group. I don't know if there's any country that has more pressure on them than England. Like they they have all well Argentina, Portugal. I think individual players have pressure. I think True. the the squad has more pressure than any other squad in this tournament. Yeah, I mean they've had pressure since what the Euros where they fell short again. Yeah, like that's what they do. They've had one – they've won one World Cup. Um, they've been singing about it for 70 years now. They – I don't think they can follow what the England women's national team did. Shout out Chloe Kelly. And, you know, I'm not so convinced that England is going to pull it together for for, <coughs> for this tournament. Get your shit together. I'm dying. Sorry about him. He's getting old. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if England. If, even if they make it out, group winners, runners up, whatever, they're going to make it out of the group. I feel like pretty easily. If they don't, it's going to be hilarious. But I don't see them. I don't see them like winning this at all. I think there are way too many good teams who actually like show up and have like a good group of players that will. They'll just get ran over at some point. Yeah. And I I'm su- I guess I'm not surprised that England hasn't made a coaching change yet cuz like they didn't make it to the Euro finals, but like maybe they need a, maybe they need a change of guard and the for the coach. Maybe Gareth Southgate needs to stop picking the same shit players over and over. <laughs> Have you seen the joke about having so many right backs that the only way they can get a left back is by switching the shoes on one of their right backs. Just like putting yes. the left on the right, right and the left. I Yes, I have heard that. Except they have a good, they do, in my opinion, they do have a good left back. And Luke Shaw. Like, I think, I think he's a good left back for United. I think he will be good for England. I still question Harry Maguire getting chosen for the English squad. I don't know what Gareth Southgate has. I don't know why he's so like horny for him. <laughs> But, like, he always wants Harry Maguire in the squad. And Harry Maguire, like, he showed up in the Euros, and that's when I thought he was going to be great for United, but the, he has not done anything since. Oh, what a tease for you all. What a tease. Really shit the bed on that one. All right, let's move on to the next group. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's score. Let's go there. All right, Group C. We got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. I got Argentina winning this group pretty easily. And my runner-up, I'm actually going to go with Mexico. I was debating Mexico and Poland, but the World Cup is is a tournament where if you have one lone striker who's amazing, that's not enough to win. Well, you're right. But I'll so let's I'll go with this first. This is my group of death. 
because you have Argentina, Mexico, Poland, huge teams, huge players. And I'm not just talking about like Messi and Argentina, Mexico and Ochoa, their goalie. I think he's like their biggest player in my opinion, because he's the one who keeps them in games most of the time. And then like Pola and Lewandowski. Like think- Poland has a lot of other players besides just Lewandowski. He just gets all the headlines because he is like the king. I really feel like Ochoa. You know how every Christmas we say Mariah Carey's coming. I feel like that's Ochoa to the World Cup. He's been to like every World Cup since I was I don't know born, <laughs> and he always performs so well. That's where he got his contract for all his club teams was based off of performances in major tournaments, major international literally, tournaments. Literally, literally, he is like their best consistent player on the planet. But here's here's my group winners and runners up i think group winners are going to be mexico i know hot considering argentina and the the squad they have and i think argentina will be runners up did i switch this around about seven times last night absolutely because every part of me wants poland to get runner up and that's kind of especially because of the whole like Lewandowski, messy blonde or mess and i would love to see him like score and get out of groups but it's just going to be it's going to be hard for them because mexico and argentina all well actually hold on mexico shows up on these kind of stages remember the last world cup when they hammered germany mm-hmm. like that's still that was like i can literally see the goals in my head but argentina do have serious power on their squad obviously however minus the whatever cup they won last summer that doesn't really even matter um they somehow fail to click in like world cup and other major tournaments like it, i i remember watching him going what the what the hell is this team like the the top level players they have and they can't like have synergy with each other it was it was so interesting to watch and that's why they like fell out of other tournaments yeah, <clears throat> my thoughts going through these specific teams and how they were going to fare. Poland has not advanced out of the group stage in its last three World Cups. And in three of its last four Euro appearances, hasn't made it out the group stage. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with history. I'm going to just say, Poland, you're not making it through. I'm not because I, I don't think this squad is really that much better than previous squads. So therefore... I'm just going to run with that. Poland, sorry guys. Lewandowski, take an extra rest before you go back to your club league all the way over in Spain. Um, I will say, did you see the video of how the Poland team got escorted to the border? Oh, hell yeah. That was so cool. Groundskeepers, if you don't know, so the Poland team, they obviously took a, you know, they took a plane to get to Qatar. F1s were giving them an escort to F6, the F-16s, sir. F-16s, sorry, whatever. Jesus. A bunch of military planes. The video is awesome. The video is very cool. The reasoning for the video is very, very sad, not, infuriating, not lots of emotions. We're not going to go there. But wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Group D? Group D. I'm still, yeah, I still like am in so many mixed minds of Group C. Like, I think last night I legitimately typed Mexico as winners and Poland as runner-up. All right, you're moving on to Group D. Please take us to Group D. All right, we're going to Group D, uh, which is not a group of death. Uh, very, I think it's. I would argue there is no real group of death this year. I still think it's Group C, and that's that's not saying much. You could even argue Group F is, maybe even no, yeah. I think whatever Group D. Here we go. Let's play. Uh, We have four teams as usual: France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Sorry, Tunisia. Tunisia. Um, this is a very easy group to call, in my opinion. France are going to be the group winners. Denmark runners up. However, we should not sleep on Denmark. We have seen them in recent um, showings slap, to, to put it very easily. They, they have one of the best goalkeepers in the world, in my opinion. And they have some. They have a very, very good squad. And I think after what happened with Ericsson last summer, the previous summer, yeah, two summers ago, 
you've seen how their players come together. You've seen the type of camaraderie and like togetherness that they have. I think that they can probably best like all all, th- all three other teams. Like they can probably beat France. They've done it before, haven't they? They Denmark is one of those teams that always shows up at international tournaments. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And they defeated France twice in the UEFA Nations League this year. The most recent win was on September 25th. Denmark advanced to the semifinals of the Euro 2020 and made it to the round of 16 in Russia back in 2018. They always show up. I don't know how. No idea how they do this every single time. But they're good. They're a good squad. They play so well together. Very structured. And you can never underestimate them if it wasn't for france you know they'd, they'd be winning this group and with how disheveled france is i could i could see denmark pulling the upset and winning this group yeah i mean france is actually pretty disheveled when we've when you look at like their squad the injuries that they had to remove basically from the squad for the world cup and then like people that are like on the squad, but still injured. Like, who are they missing? Uh, they're missing well, Con- Conte. Conte is a big one, dude. He he's is huge. the glue on every team he plays for. Yeah, I mean, he's the like big. He's the. I mean, he's a workhorse. He literally doesn't stop running the entire time, no matter what he's doing. But yeah, they're missing him. They're missing Pogba, which the witch doctor. Boon, not a big boon, in my opinion. Like, I I'm still kind of just salty about his whole attitude with towards football after like the United like poopy. Is killing um, is Mbappe going to be able to play with these guys? I think so. Didn't I mean they were when France had a couple of like friendlies. I'm pretty sure Deschamps started him with Benzema, and they did pretty good. But we we know no one on this planet has a bigger ego than Mbappe. Maybe Ronaldo. I don't, I, but yes. here's the thing: Ronaldo's got more years to build up that ego. Mbappe's going to get there. Mbappe tried owning part of the team he plays for. He does own part of the team he pays, plays for. They literally gave him keys to the kingdom. They were like, "Here you go. Here's 350 million, and you're you're making you decisions. Can choose. Yeah, you can do what you want, yeah. basically." So the France team, I don't know how well they'll play as a squad. They have individual stars. We know that. France, I would say, generally does well in these tournaments. They did win, you know, the last World Cup. <laughs> My God. I'm going to find a new co-host. Probably. <laughs> I'll talk for a minute. Yes, France, they are the reigning champions of the World Cup. They won in 2018. We know that they can play very well as a as a squad. It'll just be interesting to see with all the injuries, with like the the... I don't know, the cloud over the team because of, of people's attitudes, because of people's egos. It will be interesting to see if they can like, kind of pull it all together and like, actually like play as like a finely tuned machine. I agree with that. But I, you know, I don't really expect too many surprises from this group. Overall, France and Denmark are going to be one and two. Again, I can see Denmark being one. If they have a really good game against France, they should be able to take care of Australia and Tunisia. And that's there isn't really much more, in my opinion, to this group. We talked about France having their weird injuries. Benzema has an injury right now. He's probably going to play. It's a weird story. I mean, they they need him to play. Like he he is like right now one of the best in the world as a striker. They need him to be fit. But if he's not, if they have to sit him or whatever, they still have Olivier Giroud, who is a demon. He, he is, I mean, they're like the same age, I think. And Giroud is scoring a lot for AC Milan. They're actually going to, re- I think, renew his contract for two years rather than just like the one extension when you're over 30. So they have options. They're not short of those. It's just going to be interesting to see how it all fits. Group E? Group E. Let's talk about we got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. I got Germany winning this group with runner-up Spain. I don't know about you. I was going back and forth between those two countries. And to be clear, groundskeepers, this group is only about these two countries. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 
It's only about these two countries. I wasn't even going back and forth. Like, as soon as I saw this group, it was Germany, Spain. Like, I get that Spain have a very good, like, group of talent, but it's a lot of young talent, a lot of people who haven't been playing together. I was thinking about that. For the Spain team, how many permission slips did parents have to sign for their kids to go on this field trip? They are literally 12 years old. Don't they have one of the youngest squads? Probably. I don't even know if they've all gone through full puberty yet. I mean, 19, 18, 20, 19, 20, 20. Like, they're children. And for a country that usually has a good veteran presence on the squad. They didn't bring their best veteran, in my opinion. Ramos? Yeah. Do you know who they brought? Aspiloqueta from Chelsea. Again, these teams are friends. If you don't know, these teams bring like eight to nine defenders to the World Cup. Yeah, they only play four, but they bring eight to nine. And you're you're telling me you had seven better guys than Ramos? Let's actually really quick. Someone, there was a defender that literally had to drop out of their squad like within the last hour is when this news came out. This is breaking they, news. Yeah, literally. Barcelona youngster, blah, 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 gets called up for Spain's World Cup squad, blah, 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 replacing injured Gaia. They put a 19-year-old in the squad to replace a, a player rather when they could have put, like, Ramos. See, and added, like, <clears throat> some serious veteran prowess to this team. <clears throat> That's the thing. If you're going to make a last-minute adjustment... I personally think you should bring the experienced guy at that point, someone who can quickly get into the mindset of being at this tournament, someone who has the experience, knows the flow, right? Because these guys are out of their elements. They're not, it's not their everyday club teams that they have practiced at a certain time and stuff like that. Also, I, I also have breaking news about Qatar and some other stupid shit they're doing. What? Qatar have hired fans from Pakistan to fill stadiums for the World Cup. Each fan receives $10 and three meals per day, accompanied with free accommodation. How do I get this? I'm right. Can I, can I like sign up for this like right now? I'll go for a month. I'll go hang out over there for a month and work and <laughs> go to some matches. Yeah. That, that's interesting because <clears throat> what they, the three point whatever million tickets that they've sold according to. FIFA that they doesn't that doesn't fill the stadiums. I want to see how many tickets get scanned for the games. Like when you actually have to like walk into the stadium and they have to like scan your ticket. That's interesting. That's the number I want because bots buy a lot of tickets. True. We do get a lot of that. That'll be yeah, it'll be very interesting to see like actual like fill numbers. And if we could get like a not inflated amount because of the people just hired to go. Man, I would do that. Dang. Put me in a put me in a shipping container. I'll sit there for a month. I don't care. Might not get Wi Fi. Maybe I can't work. Maybe that's not a good idea. Well, either way, I'm gonna really I'm gonna put, I'm spew off some things really quick about Group E. So since twenty fourteen, that, that was the last time Germany won the World Cup against Argentina. Um they they've kind of declined in my opinion like they haven't done very well since then it's been a very weird journey sacking managers hiring flick let's go hansi seriously let's go hansi if he could oh my god if he could win this world cup dude that's every that's like every major trophy for one coach Dude's At least, like in an, in a in a top flight and then world setting, that's pretty cool. Dude's really good. Still deserves manager of the year. Um, but yeah, with Flick as the new new manager, they have a good team. Like they have a good team. Like they have a lot of youngsters as well. But they've all been playing together. I mean, mine. Most of the fact is they all basically play on Bayern together, which actually I think helps Hansi because he already knows them. Literally, he's he has coached them. So it's going to be very cool to see that. Now they do have old, some old, old guard on the team. Muller, fine. He ser- he deserves to be there, in my opinion. He's he is he's still, still good. good. <laughs> like, he is he is the fine wine that everyone like wants to be. And he's just a fun person. He is a fun person. His interviews are always hilarious. 
he's his like antics on social media are always so funny. But I think doesn't I think Germany has one of the youngest players in the whole tournament at like seventeen years old. Something I think they always bring some youngster out of nowhere, like just to tag him along with the old dudes. True, but I have some sadness about the German national team, and it's the fact that Marco Royce got injured right before the World Cup again. This is the uh, I think like the fourth one that this has happened. At some point, it's probably his last one. It would have been because I think he's like in his thirties. I feel like for the next major tournament, they should just bring him along as a coach, like as an assistant coach. Let him just ride the bench <laughs> with Hansi because, like, he deserves to at least go to the tournament. He, I mean, he deserves to be at a World Cup, in my opinion. But he somehow always gets injured right before. Yeah, it, it's such a bummer because he's so such. Sad. I, I love watching him play. He's a good player. So. Do do we have anything else for this group? No, yeah. I don't think so. I like we said, Germany, Spain. That's going to be the groups one and twos. Japan and Costa Rica are just here for the fun. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, as we know, Germany is generally dominated by Bayern players, which is the case again. And they are now having the former manager of Bayern, which I think actually gives them an edge that people aren't talking about enough. Because the fluidity, knowing your players, these national coaches, they really only get to see their guys every couple of years, like in person and train with them. Yep. You know, they go through qualifications and then a major tournament. So they don't get to see them every single day. So I think that that's at least, especially for Flick's first tournament, is really going to help them out. Yeah. Um, group group F. F. Introduce them. All right. We have Belgium, Canada. Morocco and Croatia. I should have let you introduce this group. It's got fucking Croatia in it. What are you doing? We do have fucking Croatia in them, and I just wanted to I just <laughs> wanted you to say them. All right, look guys. I'm gonna call it now. Croatia's winning this group. I don't care if this is a homer pick. Croatia's winning it. Belgium's runner up. Canada, fuck off. Jesus. Um actually I have I have nothing but love and respect for Canada. Uh I'll actually be watching this game with one of my Canadian friends in this area. Uh we got some reservations at a local bar. Uh, we're getting CJ? All... <clears throat> yes, it is CJ. Uh, my Croatia flag came in. His Can- Canadian flag, I believe, is on the way. We we will be having so much fun at that place. And this is definitely a homer pick. I'm not even going to lie, and nor do I care because this is my podcast, and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, um, I have Canada winning this group. I'm totally kidding. Uh, no, I have Croatia winning and then Belgium being runners-up. Also, I can see Belgium winning. I, I just want to – yeah. Like Croatia, Belgium, interchangeable. This is Croatia's last tournament, I think, maybe for a while. A lot of our guys are are old. Older. We obviously made it and lost to France in the last World Cup. Very sad, but very proud of the the small country for being able to pull off such a major accomplishment. I don't know if you all know, but when a team gets second in the World Cup, they still get a parade. Their tro- their, their their country still throws them. A parade because it is so incredible to be able to an accomplishment like that. So Belgium, Croatia, I think also Belgium. This is starting to be one of their last tournaments, at least for to, as like a favorite. Because I don't know if if you remember, Belgium was like number one of FIFA's rankings for like four years for some reason, and no one could figure yeah. out why because they didn't win any major tournament. They had a bunch of stars, but like somehow they just kept being ranked number one without winning anything. True. That was very. I remember. We, I, I think I would always send a message to you and Tom, going, "How the hell are they always number one when they haven't won or done squat?" Yeah, it made no sense. Uh, Belgium. They we they the media keeps discussing the golden generation for Belgium, which you know it's taken them to the quarterfinals in the last four major tournaments. They have Kevin De Bruyne, who I love that that player. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's very smart. I think he's very underrated on his own team on his own club team and because there always seems to be someone else with a higher star power name. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Looking over the squad, just cause you had mentioned this is probably like one of Croatia's last, like they are old, like in comparison to other like squads, like they've got a couple like, like 22, 24, 20. And then like the rest of them are like 28 and up. Yeah. <laughs> And while but, 28 is not old, 
considering that in the next World Cup they would be 32, that's a huge difference. Considering Luka Modric is 37, <laughs> and still like, crushing it, still crushing it. I like I don't I don't think he will go to another World Cup. 41, that's kind of yeah. old. But yeah, so a lot of guys in this squad, this might be their last World Cup. I don't even know if he's going to make it to the next Euro Cup. Um, apparently, Alfonso Davies is going to be fit for this tournament. He had a little hamstring scare for Bayern. Okay, fit, but did you see where he's registered to play? No. As a forward. He is registered on Canada's squad as a forward. No. Yeah. I'm not shitting you. Go look at go look anywhere. He is registered as a forward. How? He's not one of their seven defenders. He is one of their like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight forwards. That was what I wanted to talk about when Canada came up. What is going on here? Like, was that an accident? Is he actually going to play forward for Canada? Like, are they just going to rely on little meet meet and like haul an ass to score? I I'm literally speechless. I was was not prepared for that. I I wasn't either. Everyone knows he's one of the best outside backs in the world. Outside back. I, uh, yeah, he is a he's registered as a forward for Canada. Look, if he's not even playing defense for Canada, Canada really has no chance. I mean, unless this coach has like some sort of belief in these other seven people that they can just handle it. Tell me they have seven better defenders than Davies. They don't even have a full squad better than Davies, let's be honest. Yeah, he's their best player. Literally. I don't even rec- I don't even know any of these other names, but that's because most of them probably play in America for oh the MLS. God. All right, well, you know what? We're gonna move on after that because I don't think any any fact will top that for this group. Weird, crazy. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk Group G. We got Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Look, winners. We got gotta go Brazil. Like I, they should crush this group. But you know what? They actually might not because like this is this is an underrated group. I'm not gonna lie. The only the only team that could potentially upset is Switzerland. Dude, I honestly it took me so long to decide the runner up for this group. It was easy. It it could be any of these three. It could be Serbia, it could be Switzerland, it could be Cameroon. I'm gonna go with the upset alert. I'm gonna go Cameroon. Interesting. Look, we like who's we had group A with Senegal, right? There's gotta be another African country that makes it through. There's no way we only we only get one. And so I'm just going to call my shot. I mean, that's fine. Well, I guess I'm trying to, I'm looking at their squad right now. Again, don't recognize many names, but they do have, I didn't even realize that uh, Eric Maxim Chupamoting, I didn't realize that he was Cameroonian. Also, you know which uh, African country is missing from the World Cup? Egypt. Yes. We will talk they, about that. I mean, they kind of got spanked rolling up to it. Let's be honest. Uh, groundskeepers, we'll talk about this in a future episode. But there is a list of which club teams are sending the most players to the World Cup. Liverpool didn't even crack the top ten. Nope. So I just want to want want to emphasize that. I don't know where in this pod I was going to make that statement, but I decided this would be a good time. This is a good time. I mean, all right. So my my Group G for me it was easy. Uh, Brazil group winner. That's that's pretty handily. They have like a death squad. Dude, like, oh they my have... god, they're a cheat code. Back to front, they have an insane team. It's kind of wild, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a Brazil team this good since the golden days. Talking to Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Yeah, like this is incredible. The, the how Brazil crazy this lineup is. The Brazil when we were children was the Brazil of legends. Oh yeah, and I think if this squad can like go, this squad has the ability to be that. Yeah, like I agree generational, like legendary squad. Like they are so good, it's insane. Like I think all the other European countries should be lucky Brazil is not allowed to enter the Euros. For real though, like most team, most squads have like one good keeper. These guys have two. So like even if one gets injured, they have they're like their backup is going to be just as equally as good. Yeah. Also, choosing who's going to start is going to be hard, but I think it should be Ederson. I think the biggest dip, the most difficult aspect of this team is managing the egos of the players. The ego. Let's be honest. Talk about Neymar. Of course. No, they all. A lot of them have egos. Not like Neymar does. Like he, 
I want at least I, I have this as like a little thing in my um I'm ex I'm not I don't know if I'm really excited to watch Brazil play because of Neymar. He's going to like steal the steal the show, steal the headlines with his antics and like his on field behavior. And it always I'm always like disappointed because I'm like this is why people make fun of the like make fun of football is because they watch people like him play and it's like you are a giant baby. But there is one thing with Neymar taking the attention off the rest of these guys. I think the rest of the guys might be free to play. I mean, yeah, maybe because you might be right. Neymar's skill is still top class. I don't. I haven't even watched him play recently. Is it still? Dude, he's he's insane. He's ridiculous. It's Neymar. I think he there was just too much hype for him when he went to Barcelona as a child. Because he was being called the next Pele, which no one will ever be Pele. And no, but honestly, we can. I'm okay if we just keep going with this group or to the next thing because I don't have much for this group. No, but yeah, Brazil winners. I think Serbia are my runners up because again, firepower. They have it. I'm just telling you, they are over two in attempts of getting out the group stage. They're always time for a first. That's true, and this could be the group to do it. All right, our last group. We got this is <laughs> this is my quote unquote elephant in the room group. This is my I don't care about this group group. Group H: Portugal, I Ghana, Uruguay, Korea Republic, which you may know as South Korea. And my winner is Uruguay with my runner up being Portugal. See, and I went back and forth on this. Yeah, uh, like I think Portugal are going to win this group. I think um, I don't think Uruguay have a chance to win. Like they have three players, three good strikers, but I don't. I've never seen them actually do well as a unit ever. Well, I don't think they're making it far in this tournament. I just think they're going to win this group. I think I think Portugal has outside of Ronaldo, who is the elephant, by the way, in case anyone noticed. Um, I think outside of Ronaldo, Portugal has a damn good team. If it wasn't for Ronaldo and his antics, I think I would have given, I would have predicted them to win, but somehow all his antics from his club, I think are still going to distract this team. Cause also he has some club teammates on the national team and I'm sure they're not too happy with his comments and how much attention he's trying to take from everyone else. I mean, according to Bruno Fernandez, he has no, no problem with Ronaldo, which like, you know what? You kind of have to just like shelve all of that shit right now and play because like focusing on that is not going to do anything but hurt your team. But of, of course, Bruno's not going to come out and like make a public statement against Ronaldo. That would just be dumb. He's a professional, unlike Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But in this group, Ronaldo—it doesn't matter what happens. Ronaldo is going to take every headline and be the talk of pretty much everything that happens because of what is going on. But I think I think the team can actually push past this that explosive interview that came out, um, and still top this group outside of him being who he is and having the shit that's gone on. Because, like I said, they have a good team. I mean, they have also <laughs> this is one one quick thing I want to like comment on about the whole like Ramos and Spain thing. Poor, uh, Brazil brought Danny Alves, who's thirty nine, and Portugal brought Pepe, who's also thirty nine. So like. Ramos just got like the like ultimate snub. How is Pepe still playing? I don't. I didn't. I don't have no idea. Dude, I don't a, even know where he plays. Anymore. Dude's a chia pet. He is a he is a chia pet. Apparently, he plays at Porto. He is a chia pet. His hair is goofy. But I think that Portugal has a a really good team, like front to back, outside of Ronaldo. So I think they can win this group, and I think that they should do so pretty easily. But can can South Korea surprise us? I think yes, but they actually have to not be so reliant on Sun, who has not been in the best form recently. Right, and he's a little injured right now. I think he'll be okay for the World Cup, but you know when you come back from an injury, still, so when you're coming back from injury on your club team, you have the benefit of just you know playing a couple minutes, and sometimes towards the end of games and just kind of coming on and getting a feel for the game again. You don't have that in the World Cup. Because if you get knocked out of the group stages, you're knocked out of the group stages. True. That is, yeah, that's actually like very true. And I, I mean, I did see him training. He had one of those like carbon face masks on because he got like 
eye socket surgery. Yeah. Because he had a fractured eye socket. That's I didn't even know that could happen. But one, uh, I'll actually I'll, I'll say that at the very end. So I mean, I think yeah, that's kind of it for Group H. I don't really have much much on that group. I I don't either. Um, you want to go with our our favorites to win? Yeah, let's let's go through the winners of our all the things. Who's your favorite? I gotta go Brazil. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the absolute. It's, I'm not going to call it low-hanging fruit because we said it's our favorites. I got to go Brazil. The amount of firepower on this team, and they finally have a defense again. I I, I just – I can see them going the whole way. Like, I can see them going undefeated. Uh, Yeah, same. That was like – it was It was not even like a <clears throat> close call in my opinion. Like, just comparing squads, comparing who's on teams. Like, like – Looking at literally looking at their squad, they have as, just as goal scorers: Richarlison, Neymar, Rafinha, Jesus, Anthony, Vinicius Jr. Who is Yo, I love Vinny. I love Vinny. They have Rodrigo, Martinelli. Like, holy cow! Like they they are going to be the force to be reckoned with. Like, and I agree with you. I think they could potentially just go undefeated. Yeah, which I mean, we're saying that, but. A lot of teams that win these tournaments go undefeated because you just have to win your group stage, and after that, it's win in advance. So, yeah, but true. I, but I mean, have to. I mean, they don't even need overtime; they don't need penalties. I think they can just straight up win. Yeah, and, I think they can do it. And but I, I will still say it: they need to like stop. They need to not focus on Neymar, and Neymar needs to get his shit together and not play like a, a fish. Okay, but here's you. I will say that I want to. I want to see some maturity out of this thirty-year-old. If I can, de- if I can defend Neymar for a second, because we talked about him and we talked about. Ronaldo, right, as taking like attention away from the rest of the team. The difference between them is Ronaldo's taking the attention away off the field for things he's saying in dumbass interviews that he's setting up himself. At least Neymar is just flopping on the ground. Like he's not getting in trouble for anything off the field. His, his teammates don't seem to mind him, and I think that's a huge difference. I mean, that is a big difference. His a lot of like, but that's what I was saying earlier. Is like his on-field antics like make me not want to watch Brazil, but I still will because like they have players that I want to watch. And uh, yeah, like back to front, they use, this team is scary. Like it is very scary. But yeah, so they're they're my favorites too. And that wasn't even a contest. There was like no debate. Do, all right, I know we have dark horses up next. Do you have someone like between a dark horse and and your favorite? Like someone that like could potentially win, but they're not like like you want to call them a dark horse, right? Because dark horse is like middle of the pack. Yeah, or near uh, the middle. Germany. Yeah, Germany. Like, I don't know if that, like, do they count as a dark horse? No, they're just my, no, they're like my in between a dark horse and like, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, they're not a dark horse. No, they're not, definitely not a dark horse. Like, they're, we, we know that they're going to win their group, like, or they should. They, they have a team full of like outstanding players. To me, they're not a dark horse. Yeah, dark horses never win these tournaments. I don't know. I don't, no, literally never. Yeah. All right. But who'd you got? Who's you got as a dark horse? You know my dark horse, and you're already disappointed in who I'm choosing. Um, my dark horse is Serbia. Yeah, I saw that coming. You've been on that Mitrovic hype train for like months now, dude. And it's not even just him. Like this, like okay, I obviously I don't know a lot of these guys, but like as far as people I do know, like they have Milinkovic Savic, they have Vlavovic, they have Dusan Tadic, and obviously Mitrovic, who. Goal scorer, goal scorer, goal scorer, like high goal scores. Um, and they have out. They have another Mitrovic actually in defense, who's also very good. Young, like not young, but he's like a veteran of the squad. Like they have, they have the ability to, I think, do pretty well, as long as they don't get just outran by a lot of these teams. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, for my dark horse, I'm actually gonna go with Denmark. Okay. Um, because they just really, they do really well in these tournaments. Again, I don't think a dark horse is gonna win. Uh, dark horses don't win these tournaments. It's just not happening. But they're my they're my they're my little bit of a dart throw. Um, I, I agree with you with the Germany somewhere between a dark horse and the favorites, just because they have the experience, they have the coaching. But I'm just gonna th- I'm just gonna throw Denmark out there. I like that. I like that as a dark horse. Um, so I so there's golden boot, golden glove. There's actually like isn't there like one other like golden? I think it's like golden ball is like the best player of the tournament. 
Uh, I kind of forgot. I forgot about that you, completely. Usually, you just get, end up giving that to whoever wins the tournament like the and captain. is the best player. Yeah. So, like yeah. for us, that would end up just probably being like Neymar. Yeah, probably. Well, if yeah, if, I mean, if Brazil makes it the whole way through, they're going to give it to Neymar unless someone else absolutely dominates. Probably because what? Well, well, didn't um, Mo- I think Modric got it last World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make win. it to the final. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Modric so, Modric yeah. also won the Ballon d'Or that year because of the World Cup. Yeah, true. But yeah, so I didn't even realize. I like kind of forgot about the Golden Ball. Yeah, whatever. But it'll probably be someone from like the one of the final teams. Yeah. Who you got for Golden Boot? This is probably going to be a very unexpected choice and one that you will never see coming. I have Leroy Sané. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. And I did actually think about this. I Like I said, Germany is like my in-between team. We also can see them winning the group. <laughs> and one thing, and I, we've always, we've had this debate because I always, I feel like I've always texted you and be like, what is Leroy Sané doing at Bayern? Like, what is, what is going on? He's a super they, sub. He is a super sub. He always scores one to two goals every single time he gets put in the game. Every fucking time. He has that insane outside of the left or inside the left foot curler that I am just blown away by that somehow always goes in the back of the net. Like he can score. And I think that I, whether flick wants to start him or sub him on like he does at Bayern, I think he is going to score one to two goals a game. I think, I think he's a starter in this tournament. Uh, Bayern has the luxury of subbing him on because they also take turns with Gnabry and Coman. So like they just, all three of those guys are super subs. You just don't know who's going to start which game. True. I think for Germany, I think I think he's got to start. My golden boot, I took a long look at this, and I had to determine by who has maybe an easier group because they can score more goals in the group stage and someone who may be able to last for at least two games following group stages. So I'm going messy. Because uh, I think they are going to feed him the ball. I think his group with Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland gives him a very good opportunity to score one to two goals per match just within his own group. And I could easily see them making it at least two games past the group stages. Not winning this tournament, but at least making it past. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, he can, he'll can he definitely get goals against Saudi Arabia. I think Mexico was going to be difficult to get goals against but yeah i think yeah he, he could probably score a decent amount that, that's the thing I, I i really wanted to look at who had an easier group stage because that's where you're going to get most of your goals from and then if you score one or two sometimes three along the way pass that on your way to the to the championship so i mean i could see if maybe you know if someone from brazil all of a sudden takes over Vin, Vinny, Vinny jr if you know if Vinny has a, a tournament like mbappe had like he can do some serious damage. I I don't see. I don't I don't know if there's gonna be a high scoring tournament this year because we don't. There's not a lot of time for these teams to prep, right? Like they kind of got rushed. So I don't know if that's gonna affect defense or offense more. Well, and speaking of prep, have you know? I don't know if you've seen, but a bunch of these teams are playing friendlies like right now. This whole this whole scheduling was an absolute shit show. The club should have started three or four weeks earlier to give. Well, but again, it's not the club's problem. No, but like right, literally right now, Belgium, uh, Cameroon, Serbia—they are all playing a friendly today. Uh, they just yeah, and they've had no time to prepare. No, yesterday, Switzerland, Canada, Spain. Uh, where else are the other teams? I know Portugal played one. Like all these teams are playing right before the tournament like that is kind of that's like risky in my opinion like you could get injured right before the world cup starts yeah i don't know who you got who you got for golden glove let's wrap this up casper schmeichel Yeah, really yeah okay i think there'll be enough shots fired that he'll get the saves you think that canada croatia morocco are gonna actually shoot that often yeah i'm gonna call it I'm gonna call. I see. I think Casper Schmeichel. I think he is all. I think he's still. I love him as a goalie, and I think that Australia, France, and Tunisia will like have enough shots that he will like make saves and get clean sheets. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird. The the Golden Glove thing is always the most random thing. All right, is that it? That's it. I think it's it. 
All right, groundskeepers, thanks for being here. Please follow us on the social medias. Uh, we do have that questionnaire for Premier League clubs up and running. We are very excited to go through that and to help you all pick your favorite team for the rest of your lives. The rest of your lives, no switching, even if your team drops out of the, the Premier League. No, you can do takesy-backsies at that point. Nope, nope, that doesn't happen. But we do have a lot more to discuss with you in the coming weeks of, on the World Cup, the games, the the, the antics, the, the words I can't even say, all the controversy that's going to happen. Like We will get everyone caught up as best we can. Bye, friends.